Vinyl analysis is fueled by Grand Prix Karting. this episode of Vinyl Analysis, Columbus musician Chuck Oney joins me as we break down Enough's Enough's 1989 self-titled album. I remember my bass player saying he had tape, so I was like, hey man, can I borrow that Enough's Enough tape? He let me borrow the tape and it literally did not leave my tape player in my car for about three weeks. Six months later, we were opening for him in, in Huntington, West Virginia. Final analysis, and I am your host, Arch Madness. Along with me, as always, you know what? Yo. Tonight, yeah, I'm going to be Oates, and you can be Daryl Hall, yes. Greg Hansberry. How does that sound? Ah, Do you like the sound of that? I made it. <laughs> Our guest, he appeared in season one. Wow. Don't do the math on this because that was like a year ago. March 14th. Don't, so you're going to wonder, well, how the hell do they have three seasons and they've been around for a year? Don't don't, don't let don't let math get in your way, <sighs> folks. Uh, musician Chuck Oney joining Bra- us in yes. studio. I feel like brace yourself. I got killed off in season one. No, no, no. You're the second Darren. You're the second Darren, Chuck. So uh, Chuck Oney, and just kind of give people a refresher uh, a Columbus musician. You yes. uh, you, you start off the, the band Oni is where a lot of people will will probably well, remember you. Yes, and yeah, the eighties band uh, Oni is where I started off of, and then in the nineties uh, I was in the Vague. I love the Vague. And then I was I was a power pop band. Eighties was uh, you know uh, your hair metal band, and then. Now I've been solo since 2013, so... And you have an upcoming show that I I am absolutely stoked about. Now, a couple weeks ago, we had a guy by the name of Doug Blessing. His band, Rock House, will be opening up for John Karabi. And you, my friend, will be on that bill as well. I am on the bill. I am playing acoustic set as well as as John Karabi Acoustic. He's doing the acoustic set. I I think Rock House is doing the whole band thing. So, yeah, it's going to be fun. They shoot panties. They They have a panty gun that they shoot (laughs) panties out of. Keep an eye on those boys. Should I give them some of mine from the old days? (laughs) (laughs) That's March 16th, by the way, the Shrugging Head. Yes, and, and real quick, John Karabi... How much did that that '94 Motley Crue album album and we've kind of touched on it, you know, from here. There's been yeah. episodes where we've all kind of talked about it, right? And really, I would say, "Too Fast for Love." Yeah. Okay. Shout at the devil. Yeah. And the '94 Crew album. Those are my three favorite Motley Crue albums. Is that sacrilege? I know, and you're going to come no, at me no, with no, theater no, no, pain no, 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 or no, girls. I, or... I, I am right there with you. My only thing is, is I. And I'm and I'm an anomaly. I actually I actually like the change they did in theater to pain. I kind of like that. So I, it would be fourth for me. 
Okay. It's fourth after because I, I I'm not a big fan of Girls 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 and yeah, Dr. Yeah, Feel yeah, Good. Yeah. You don't like so, Nona? You don't like the song? Uh, Nona? That's my favorite song out there. <laughs> that's the of only one I like. Is, Chuck. <laughs> but, of yeah, no, I get you, is. man. Uh, uh, that's a you know, and at the time I kind of didn't really in '94. I was confused as everybody else. I went back and revisited it like a few years later. And then I what went, an amazing, wow, this is amazing really record. good. Front yeah. to back. Yeah, all, every song. Yeah, and it's so good playing. I mean, John's incredible singing, and it's just it's just a great record, man. Yeah, and, he, and he's been in some great great bands. I mean, The Scream. Union. And The, the Scream. U- Union. Yeah. And then really now with The Dead Daisies. Yeah, I saw I mean, The Dead Aldrich's, Daisies open up for Kiss. I mean, I mean yeah, this, that's, that's an great. amazing band. It's an amazing band. And I am so excited to see John Karabi. His voice has just, it's its, uh, it's as good as it ever was. This will be my third show with him. I uh, played once with him solo, and I played with him in the vague at, at, at uh, uh, opening up for Tom Kiefer. Um, he is really good acoustically. He, he I mean, powerful. he's powerful. Voice his powerful. Vo- he's got a great Can't voice. Wait. And uh, he does a lot of cool stuff. He does his stuff. He's he's a little bit of storytelling and stuff, and, and you will not be disappointed. Cannot wait for that. Plus, I got Chuck Oney, and I got yeah, the guys from Rock House. Yeah, got friends. Rock so, House, gonna rock, they're going to shoot panties, man. I'm going I'm to give them some of mine from the old days. <laughs> Do it. Dude, this is authentic 80s panties. I still yes. got them. Uh, not Chuck, mine, of course. Uh, Chuck Oney <laughs> in studio with us uh, here on Vinyl Analysis. And Chuck, we have a new segment. It is called What's on Your Table. Oh, yeah. What's on my table? Yeah. You go told, ahead. Go first, You brother. told me about this. Is go it, first. Should I go first? Yeah, well, we're gonna, yes. I yeah. want to hear your guys' first. Okay, Greg, go. All right. Uh, I bought this record about 10 years ago at a little store in Indianapolis called B-Sides Music, which is closed now, which sucks. Oh, Support local dude, record stores. Yeah, a little beer out there. For yeah, I know, right. Yeah. Uh, 1979, Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers, Damn the Torpedoes. Ah! Oh, yes, I've been spinning that a lot lately. I've done two. I did two shows last week, and and I I played that record right before I left to go, um, to go play. It's a hit ma- maker. It's such a good record. It's it's great, man. Every song on there is yep, really good. Absolutely. Uh, on my table, and uh, let me just give a little backstory because you know I can't just tell you what's on my table. It's, I have is to... it iced earth? No, it's <laughs> not okay, iced earth. Okay. It's not iced earth. <laughs> no, it's not. So check this out, guys. Uh, there is a uh, now the Bullet Boys. If I say the Bullet Boys, you guys know. Mm-hmm. I mean, Mark Torian and the, and the smooth up in you. Exactly. <laughs> THC groove and yeah. And there's a, there's okay. a, they, anyway. So. I read where they have a new album coming out. Okay. Now, here's the deal. I They only have like two songs released off of this new record. It comes out in March. And I was kind of doing some uh, some research on it. I was on some mess. I'd get on these message boards and just kind of just see what the other 80s rockers are, are oh, yeah, into. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Sure. Well, two years previous, uh, the Bullet Boys had an album called Elefante. And people were saying, this record is amazing. It's okay. really, really good. So I picked it up on iTunes, right? And I, I swear to God, fellas, this is such a good record. Uh, the songs that I want to hip everybody to. Okay. Uh, my favorite song on the record is a song called "Saving You from Me," uh, a song called "Symphony and Kinfolk." I caught the ass end of a Bullet Boys show uh, at uh, it was Loud and Lima, and okay. they were playing. Yeah. They were on the Saturday Money Lima this year. Yeah, yeah. They were on the uh, the Saturday portion, and that was when I went up and I caught the last couple songs. I, I wasn't. I was kind of just trying to get my bearings. You know, when you right, just yeah, get to just a festival, place, and stuff. Yeah, you, yeah. So I, I missed everything, and I want to tell you, this is such a good record. The same reasons that I love the L.A. Guns missing piece because it sounds like 1988. Yeah. Okay. This sounds modern to me, wow. and I respect that as well. Yeah, and yeah, Mark yeah. Torian and and the band we're going to be discussing today, enough's enough, and we'll get that get to that in a little bit. 
But Donnie V, the singer for Enough's Enough, always talks about Mark Torian and his voice. You got the song 87 Days. Right. But he always says that he loves Mark's voice. Yeah. And as I get older and I kind of revisit some of my Bullet Boy stuff, he is a great singer and, and a great songwriter. Dude has, like everybody else we know, has tons of issues. Right. right? Yeah. He's yeah. got tons of issues. Those musician guys do. T- you, yeah, you, <laughs> <laughs> so, but yeah, check it out. It's uh, it's the Bullet Boys. The album's called Elefante. But if you really, really want to check out a cool song, Saving You From Me. Saving You From Me. Yeah, and they've got a new they've got a new album coming out in March. But uh, yeah, go back and check this out. And this is kind of where the Bullet Boys are right now. Real modern rock, though. Nice. We're not allowed that's to it. listen to this. We're not, okay, that's all right. I just want to hear, let Chuck hear the chorus. Can we do that or is that illegal? Ah, yeah. I'll cut this out. Yeah. Yeah. Sounds like, that sounds um, good, man. I bet anyway, it's really cool. Man. Yeah, yeah, like really a, cool. Yeah, I, 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 in the, in the vague, we opened up, so. up for the Bullet Boys at the Al Rosa back in the day. That was kind of in their techno. Oh my god! Yeah, yeah, their they techno, went through stages. They went through, they went through a techno stages. stage. Yeah. So I don't really remember that much about those guys then because we were, you know, I, I didn't really talk to any of them at the time because it, it was, it, it was just, you know, one of those things when you're opening band, you don't always get to talk to the headline. Right. But it was, it was. I remember being a good show. That's, That's kind of just what he does. He yeah. always kind of adapts to what's going on. And, and, That's and cool, I though. You got to stay and, current, man. I, mean, I agree. You, you, I agree. I, I have some people come up to me and it's like, man, you're not doing the songs like you did in the 80s. And I'm like, it's 2018, well, man. Come and I on. Guess, I guess that's my point with, with <laughs> the way the LA Guns were able to kind of recapture that sound. Yeah. It and sounds it's hard amazing. To do. Yeah. It's, and I still don't know how they've done it. Right. It sounds amazing. And maybe it's just Tracy and maybe it's just Phil's voice. But but the Bullet Boys are doing something different, and it sounds really really cool. Oh, Chuck Oni, what is on your table? Oh, okay, well you know you know uh, if, if you follow me on a Facebook or Twitter, Instagram, you know I have I, I I'm very old school. I, I still play a lot of vinyl records, which you is play coming tapes, back. I play cassette Chuck. tapes, and, and <laughs> they're and, back in vogue. And, now. And, 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 I, and I even like that horrible thing analysis. called CDs. I still play those. Those are done too now. So, they're I know they're done, and I I still love them. So this last couple of weeks. Um, for the Super Bowl, uh, me and my brother bet, and and I got he took Patriots, I took Philly. Well, congratulations! So, yeah, Chuck. well, I, I won. So leading up to this, I had still have a six CD changer, which shuffle old school shuffle. What so the so hell? I'm gonna go with more than just one. Uh, so <laughs> you gotta I go get it. I, yeah, I, yeah. <laughs> so I went with all Philly bands. I've been oh, listening. Cool. I've been listening to Once Upon a Time, which is the best of Cinderella. I've been listening to Britney Fox. Um, by, uh, uh, Love those guys. The second album, uh, Bite Down. Bite Down Hard. Bite Down. Oh, no, no, wait, no. Bite Down Hard was Boys, later. Boys and Heat. Boys, Boys and Heat. Heat. Second yeah, album, yeah. Boys and Heat. I listened to those too. I've been listening to. I went and got it. It came out in 1990, but it's new for me because I just bought it this week. Uh, a Philly band called Heaven's Edge. They were a hair metal band. Okay, not hair. real hip on them. Not real hip. It's really good. Cool. It's well produced and really good. I got the very best of Hollow Notes, and then and then also go, for and for the uh, fifth one, um, I bought uh, black. I had I already had it. Um, black Eyed Susans. Dizzy oh yeah, game, I remember that man. Dizzy's uh, band. Yeah, Electric Rattlebone. And my last but not least, I bought it a few years ago was John Karabi's Unplug record, where you were talking about all the stuff he does on there. He it's it's very well produced. Came out a few years ago um, uh, from Rat Pack Records and uh, this list. So I've been listening to those six. Those are on my in my CD shuffle. It's all Philly bands. Cool. So I actually had to buy two of them. I had to buy the best of Holonos uh, last week, and I had to buy Heaven's Edge. Um, because I didn't have those, so uh, but it's old school CDs. I know I'm that guy, but I don't care. Nothing. I'm wrong very with retro, that. man. Uh, musician Chuck Oni with us on this vinyl analysis. We are going to break down 
Uh, and this is Chuck. This is one of our favorite bands, and this is why. You know, we're going to do Enough's Enough's 1989 self-titled album. Now, I did do a, uh, a vinyl analysis with Chips Enough about this record, but it was this was really before we kind of formulated the podcast format. It was more of a kind of a blog-type situation okay. that I was doing when vinyl analysis first started. Okay. So uh, two singles released. You'll, you'll hear that there were four. But no, there was only two. I mean, new thing in Fly High, Michelle. Right. Okay, so Chuck Oney, yes. your love of Enough's Enough. I would love to know when it started for you, man. It started for me. Uh, I first heard of Enough's Enough um, through the bass player of Oney, uh, but, uh, Kim Coster. He he bought their tape uh, when the album came out. He saw the video. And before I actually heard them, he came out to me and he was like, you got to see this band. And and I started getting this from people when we were playing out. Right. They were like, the singer looks and acts like you. And I had not seen it. So <laughs> I was like, huh? So they were like, yeah, he looks like you on stage and, and acts like you sort of in the video. And we were in Oni, we were super glammed out. And so I was like. I don't know. I never seen them, but I wore white boots and I always wore like a black T-shirt and whatever kind of spandex I had on. So <laughs> I didn't get it. So one day I'm at my house. It's like in the afternoon, and an MTV plays the video. New thing, baby. New thing. And I watch it, and I was like, "What?" First of all, I was kind of like, "God, the guy does kind of look like that's my stage gear." And I was like, "That's what I wear on stage." So I was kind of like, "I didn't think he really looked like me," but I was like, "I could see where people thought that." And so I remember my bass player saying he had the tape. So I was like, "Hey man, can I borrow that Enough's Enough tape?" And he and and, and as he was handing it to me, he said, "I know you're going to dig it, man, because they think the Beatles in it and they're the first like like yeah. that kind of band, hair, you know, the 80s band. I call them hair metal now, but I guess they were just hard rock bands back then who were a lot of glammed out bands who love the Beatles because that was really an anomaly. Um, and when we were starting Oni, we, we would tell people who come to audition because we went through guitar players and drummers left and right. We would Gotta get, love the Beatles, we man. Would, we would go, okay, we love Kiss, we love Bon Jovi, we dress like Poison, and you gotta like the Beatles. And a lot of times back then, you would have guys go, yeah, I hate the Beatles. And right. we're like, next, next. Right. So he let me borrow the tape, and it literally did not leave my tape player in my car for about three weeks. He had to ask me, to like, can I have it back? That was my first experience with him. Six months later, we were opening for him in, in Huntington, West Virginia. Not even six months, probably about four months. And we got to meet them all, and and I just they were they were <clears throat> we they were the first band that we opened for, and we'd opened up for for a few uh, bands by that point. National acts. They were the first band that actually like were like, if you guys want to use our gear, yeah. you can't. And that at that point, it was all like like we'd open up for Faster Pussycat, and they were not cool. Helix was cool, but they they were like, you know, don't touch our gear. Um, and we <laughs> that's, that's the way Le I want my Helix, Leatherwolf, Chuck, quite Leatherwolf was cool, but they were so... They, <laughs> they were cool, yeah. They were yeah, kind of standoffish, but we weren't even going to ask them for the gear. But the guys at Enough's Enough were like, if you want to use our gear, just plug into it. And we wow. were like, wow, this is cool. And this and when we opened up for them, um, uh, Derek Frigo... Yeah, God he, rest his soul. God, yeah, he he actually came into our dressing room to you know we were both like glammed out bands with lots of hairspray, lots of makeup. I was with my girl girlfriend who was then my uh, now my ex wife, but he came into our room and he was holding like a six pack of Budweiser. I was holding a bottle of Jack Daniels, 
And so he, he came in, he said, can I borrow a brush from you guys? And we were like, yeah, the guys, right? <laughs> right? Yeah, you can borrow a brush. And so it's he, the 80s. He it was the 80s. He, he kept Shirt eyeing my Jack Daniels, and I needed a chaser for my Jack. And I kept eyeing his Budweiser, so I was like, hey, uh, I'll tell you what, how about I give you some of this whiskey if you give me one of those Budweiser's? And then after that, us and the band became like fast friends. And really, I, and I've seen you with, with Donnie perform. Yeah, I've yeah, seen you uh, over the years. Yeah. I mean, you know, we talked about it the first uh, season you were on with us. I mean, you and I ran into each other <laughs> yeah. in Chicago. One of the weirdest nights I ever had, folks. And, 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 and at an Enough's Enough show. Yeah. And, um, I, go ahead, go ahead, Chuck. No, no, here's the thing. And it, and, and, it, and in the Oni, we open up for Enough's Enough. And in the Vague, we open up for Enough's Enough. And it's funny because whenever we would see those guys, Chip's Enough never remembers me. Never. Really smoke but, so much dope. But too. Scott Carr, our guitar player, he always remembers. Oh, He's cool, like, man. He's like, hey, man, how you been? Man, it's good seeing you again. It's been a while. He never remembers me. I'm like, dude, I'm the singer of the band. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> name on the, on the yeah, market. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's my band. I don't know if you... That is... Exactly. Right, right. Or people are like, which one's Don Dockin'? <laughs> yeah. Right? Yeah. Okay, yeah. But no, this record had, like I said, after that point, it had a, a, a huge influence on me. I'm... I love Donnie V's vocal and writing, and the band was just so good. They were they were really good live, and just the drummer Vicky Fox is incredible, and Chip's a great bass player. I think and, he's uh, he's amazing. They man. were they, they were they were just cool dudes, man. The band is good, but the, it, as far as the recorded version of this record, man, I think the first three songs just they they stack up against any first three opener, oh, in my opinion. So you got new things. She wants more and fly high. Uh, Michelle, yeah. I, I can't, I can't disagree with you. 1989, when this record came out, and I was in, you know, says the guy with uh, the Injustice for All uh, on the back of his, yeah, uh, with, yeah, uh, my I didn't battle wear my vest battle vest. I know, I'm sorry. <laughs> so, so when I saw that video on MTV, and I'm like, I gravitated to this band. I, you know, I still, I still had my my hair band roots and everything. Yeah, well, I yeah, said, we all is there a way to say that? Yeah, that's, that I, sounds I, yeah, good. Yeah. Hair band roots. That's that might be a new segment. What there color were they? Hair that band. might be a new segment. <laughs> okay, but uh, some of them are bleached. There was something about this band that attracted me, and I and I was no matter how hardcore I was into the metal scene. I always loved the Beatles from my older sister, so I yeah. was I was a huge Beatle fan. Yep, and I just picked up on it. There, you know. As blasphemous as it sounds, and as zany as this first record was, and as crazy as the new thing video was, there was some linen in this, man. Oh, yeah, totally. There was some linen in this. Le- you yeah. find out later that, you know, he's a huge, hey, yeah. he's a, I mean, he's a huge fan. He was in a, a Beatle cover band yeah. and all the other things that happened. Yeah. But I was, and, and quite honestly, I, the the band I've seen the most in my life, and I know the Rundgren fans and every you know the Springsteen fans will be like, well, I've seen them 127 times. Right. No, I I've seen Enough's Enough 11 times. That's more times than I've seen any other band in my life. Wow. Okay. Right? Yeah. Metallica at eight, but but believe it or not, <laughs> Enough's Enough at 11. And when I got into college, and I was kind of I was I was anything stern. You know, I was I was you know private parts had just kind of come out there right. my, my junior senior year. Yeah, I was reading that, and there were things happening. He had the E show there yeah, back oh, in the early yep. to mid nineties. Yep, and everything was going on. I ran and, it at the CW, which UPN back then. And he <laughs> had a chapter in Private Parts about Chips Enough. Yeah, and I was thinking to myself, there I am in college, and I'm like, you know what? 
Stern likes Enough's Enough. I'm a huge Enough's well, Enough yeah. fan. And I'm like, why can't why can't I get him? So here's what I did. And and this is something you don't, you know, for my millennial friends out there, yeah. Greg. Mm-hmm. Greg, so I know a few. Young guys. <laughs> I, I wrote a fan letter. I wrote a fan letter. I was in college. I wrote a fan letter directly to Chips Enough. I, I forget which record I pulled off the, the address. Okay. But I write this, this, this letter. And I said, hey, look, man. I said... You know, I know I'm not Howard Stern yet. I had big dreams. Right, yeah, and obviously, yeah. I'm good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, still, you are. I'm a, no, I'm not. I'm a, I'm a poor man's Eddie Trunk. Hey, we're so, <laughs> season three no, no. of Vinyl yeah. Analysis. You, you just here. said you listen to new music. You're not Eddie Trunk. Right, right. No, thank you. Thank you. And I would have voted for Judas Priest <laughs> over Bon Jovi. But that's a whole other thing. So, so no, but I, I write this, this heartfelt letter, and it was probably less than a month. Less than a month, I get back to my my dorm room, and my roommate's like, Arch, you're not going to believe this. You are not going to believe this. He goes, go. He goes, I haven't touched it. He goes, I was in here when he called. He goes, listen to your voice. <laughs> so I, I, you know, the old recorders, man, I go in and I hit it, and he's like, Hey, this is Chip's enough. He goes, Arch, man, this is Chip. I would love to do your record. You're as big as, you're as big to me in my eyes as Howard Stern, brother. <laughs> He goes, listen, he gave me his number. That's awesome. And he came, he was my first guest on my college radio show. Awesome. Wow. And it just That's and it, super and it cool. just blossomed from there. I mean, I would go out to Chicago and, and and hook up with Chip, you know, shows here. Chip would always kind of we'd find each other and just hook up and, and there's there's no party like a Chips Enough party. Yeah. I don't give yeah. a shit who you are yeah. or who you've toured with oh, or whatever. Yeah. There is no party like a Chips Enough party. Well, he never remembers me. I never got and, invited to those, but I heard about him. And, and, and Chip has always treated me like I was yeah. as big as Stern oh, or as yeah. big as That's he's great. just he's just one of my favorite people ever. And on top of all that, Chip and Donnie are so flipping talented. Oh man, they are. They are amazing well, yeah. songwriters. And and look, and to listen to this record and and as good as it is, right. as much as I love this record, yep. you will not see a band that went from one album to the next with a bigger jump, a more grown-up sound right. than what this went into Strength. Mm-hmm. Strength is my all-time favorite Enough's Enough album, but I wanted to make sure that I did this first one because this is the one that people know. Yeah. This will give us a chance to yeah. talk about Five Strength, Chuck. Yeah. yeah. So, but, Which came out on my birthday when it came out. But It's just <laughs> an, an amazing, amazing band. Talk about Donnie's voice, Chuck Oney. I, I, you know, I, li- I love Donnie's voice. Um, it's gravelly. But it's like you said, it's very Lennon esque, mm-hmm. um, and uh, he's he, but he he he's got a great talent for singing, and I like the way um, him and Chip harmonize together. It's yeah. it's very Chip usually does the higher stuff, but um, no, they're just they were they were super, uh, you know, it, to me like you said the songwriting. Um, and and just the playing and the singing, like uh, Donnie's voice is great, man. He was he's very underrated as a singer. I, agree. I, I got to uh, you know rehearse with him personally in a practice room and, and hear him. I got to harmonize with him, which was like a, the cool thing for me. Well, take us back, man. What what was that like? I mean, how does that how does that work? Um, well, his his wife at the time, um, Joni. Joni was a friend of ours and Oni. She used to come and see us play all the time. And Oni, she may have even dated Kyle, our drummer, for a little bit. Um, I and can't, I can't help Joni and Oni. Joni and Oni, yeah, Joni, Joni rides a pony. So Joni was always super cool, and um, she married Donnie, and they were out in LA for a while, and then they were having problems, I guess, in enough enough. And then they always came home for Christmas, and she contacted us and said, "Hey, uh, 
Donnie wants to come and he wants to do a show and he wants to do a show in Columbus. And at the time, there was a whole weird thing going on with him and Chip. You know, later on there'd be breakups and get together. We're in the middle breakups. of a breakup right now. Yeah, it's been it was, going but on this for was the first one. This, this was the first, first one. one. You're right, right on. And so it was kind of dangled at us, or at least how it got back to me was. Um, and I wasn't the person talking to Joni. It was it was it was uh, Scott, our guitar player. Um, it was kind of dangled to me as, look, he's looking to make a break, and he's maybe wanting to put together a solo band. And I told him about you guys, and, and I know you're all big fans, so who knows where this can go? Right. That's how it was presented to us originally. Uh, so we were like, yeah, 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 sure, man, come on. So, um, so it was decided that in the vague, I actually played rhythm guitar and bass. Um, if I wrote the song, I sang it and played guitar. If I didn't, or if it was a cover tune, I usually played bass. Like I played bass on the Beatles stuff, and we actually did "Baby's Love," "Baby Loves You," um, as a cover band, you know, cover song for for fun and stuff when we played shows. So um, he comes in, and and uh, it was you know we basically got to jam with him for like uh, it was it was like. Two or three days, he came to our house and hung out like all day long. Donnie V's at your house. Yeah, and he did, he's a handful. Oh, yeah. He is oh, a handful. Oh, 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 I can I, only I, imagine. I, I, I felt, I kind of understood what Chip was and my whole, like, you know, sometimes be careful when you want to meet your stars. Your, your heroes, man. Then, because you yeah. meet them and then you find out, oh, they're kind of a handful. Now, I will say this. He he, he wasn't an a-hole or anything. Uh, he was kind of a handful a little bit. You kind of had to rein him in all the time. Very ADD, very unfocused and stuff but when you would get a guitar in his hand or a keyboard in his hand and he would start playing and singing it would be amazing yeah, oh my but god but it was hard for for us we we were like what songs do you want us to learn and that's when the album um uh uh, uh what do you need uh, uh, uh sure. so one with the sun uh oh there you last. go so that welcome album, to blue island Welcome to I brought my enough enough had, collection had by the way not come out in the states yet it was a japan release only so Scott had already Scott said, besides you, Scott his car is like the biggest enough enough fan. Right. So he'd already bought it. So it Donnie said, I want to play stuff off that. It's it wasn't even released in the States yet. So we were like, okay. And he was like, I don't want to play any hit songs. Because we thought we were gonna do like, you know, Fly High Michelle, a new thing, which we had done in Oni before. But that's uh, not but, yeah. we're in the vague now. So we kind of knew them already. He was like, verse is it no hits. No hits. And we're like, well, you only had two. But okay. <laughs> but, uh, but we had a yeah, time. a little reality I mean, sandwich. I'm not trying to be mean, but I was Chuck, like, man. but I was like, okay, well, what do you want to play? And I, I, I don't remember. We learned like ten songs. Um, I don't remember if we ended up playing because I, I was trying to. You steer... only played like three songs, Chuck, before the shit hit the fan at that <laughs> show. <laughs> yeah, Wait well, till we get to the. It was well, yeah. It was. I was there. I think we I'm played our set, but I don't know if it was eight or ten songs. Oh, eight! Wow. Okay. All right. Fair <laughs> enough, I know Chuck. We did. We we did. Uh, I, I, did we do Baby Loves? You? I don't remember. I know we were trying to do for now. I don't know if we actually played it that night because that night was such a whirlwind for me. Oh yeah, it was, it was a big <laughs> so, time whirlwind. So, um, but uh, I, I remember I was I was pushing hard for for now. I don't remember if we actually love that song, it. and that is off yeah. this record. And for now, needs and we to be ended something up like we... we ended up on the songs. We ended up in the vague. We actually did for uh, an Us Enough tribute album. We didn't get on it, but we got on like their. This is for download only record. Um, or if somebody buys it, they'll get this CDR. Uh, so that was, uh, we're all all right. Well, before we talk about the show, okay. I want to bring up our, our, our sponsor, who we love here. Vinyl Analysis, fueled by Grand Prix Karting. 
and or racing, combat-inspired laser tag, escape rooms, and the kid zone, gpkcolumbus.com. You know what I want to focus in no, on this I want this to week? focus how big time you guys have gotten since I was Thank here you. a year ago. We're Thank you. Now. Thank you. I mean, look at the you studio. You are legit. We have a couch. You got Your beer is even better. I know. We <laughs> have come a long way, Chuck. You got Arnie. a couch. You got your own studio. Now, let me throw this out there, Chuck, because I, I want to focus in as far as today. I want to talk about... The laser tag. The modern <laughs> laser warfare. Yeah, now, listen, when we were growing worthy. up, Chuck, and you and I are the same age, when we were growing up, laser tag, you know what we used to do? And here, my mom, Betty, from uh, Ashland, Kentucky. Yes. We all, we've gone through yes, this. Yes, we've done through this. Mom, don't listen to this part. Turn away <laughs> right now. Go, go walk off my away. Podcast. Go, go, she said, you go. cuss. Yes, my, I'm, I had to cut my cussing out. <laughs> yeah. I've, I've, I've done a lot no. less. Yeah. Haven't I? I've been picking up the slack, though. Seriously, fucking it. admit it, man. <laughs> Damn you, Greg. So... Bastard. But <laughs> we used to play laser tag. This is so horrible. We did it in a cemetery one time. Laser tag in a cemetery. Yeah. All right, this I is not. I was going to say we did it naked. No, but no. the cemetery's the cemetery, bad. Yeah, yeah. So I'm just saying it has changed. And the thing is, the it never worked. Guys could cover it up. It was just, it was horrible, <sighs> right? Well, first tactical laser tag in Columbus is what we've got here. 5,000 square feet arena. There's no vest, just a wireless rifle and a headband. That's awesome. It is similar <laughs> to first-person shooter, you know, like the Call of Duties and, and all yeah, that stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, red dot scopes, accurate, oh, accurate shooting, yeah. uh, stat There's tracking. I'm going to get my former band it's... members take any of you radio guys on. <laughs> Maybe we charity. will do that. You want to do that? Let's do it. We'll idea. do that. At Grand Prix Carding. And if you are interested to get involved, gang, gpkcolumbus.com. Awesome. And, and thank you guys so much for, for being a sponsor. Yeah. Now, yes, that cool. show and Greg Hansberry. <laughs> we kind of touched, touched on this last time. Yeah. But this this show where where the Vague and Donnie V were performing right, together. Right, right, yes. Right, right. It was at Old Fields. This was the one on off, right off campus. And you got to remember, this Space is Space Bar when, now. This is Space. when... Ohio State played Miami in the national okay. championship okay. game. Okay. okay. And it kept going into overtimes and overtimes. And the and bands overtimes. couldn't start until the game was oh, over. You couldn't start until the game was over, and everybody was flipping inebriated, yeah. including Donnie V. Okay. I, I was, Go ahead, Chuck. Uh, uh, no, Take no. it from there, Chuck. Uh, no. So we were supposed to play a set with him. It was amazing. And um, so the fag is opening for him, and we cut our short super set, uh, our yeah. set super short because yeah. we were we may have played like five songs because we were like, well, I do. Remember they're not that. here you to see play. us. You we, did. We You're played, right. We opened that. and then we cut it real quick. And then he was in the back, That's right. and I had to go get him. So I, I went to go get him, and I was like, "Hey, man, uh, you're on next." And he was like, no, no, I'm not playing tonight. And I was like, at this point, I had dealt with him for like three days. I had to <laughs> rate him in on what sauce. Okay. Uh, I had to rate him in on what we were going to play. And I had to rate him in when we were rehearsing. I had to kick him out of where we were, our house because he wanted to stay all day, which I pawned him off on my roommate um, at the time. My roommate was cool with it and he was cool with it. But I had to go, you got to you gotta go, man. You can't be here like all the time. So... We got to the bar. I had to buy him pizza. Where's Joni and all I had this, to buy damn him it. pizza. Joni was cool, but Joni was kind of like, she was a little buzz and like, ha, 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 you guys are playing with your idol. Yeah, hey, <laughs> so, that's true. Yeah, so so anyway, at this point, I was like, hey, man, uh, you're up. You're ready, ready to go. And he was like, nah, I'm not going to play tonight. And I had to get a little pissy. And I was like, I said, look, I kind of got in his face. I said, they're not here to see us. We can play here next week and nobody cares. Yeah, I love you guys, but I was there to see Donnie. <laughs> I said, I love you, Everybody Chuck. is here to see you. <laughs> Your name is the one, not us. 
so you're going to play. And he was like, I don't want to. And I was like, no, no. Oh, He's like, man. I was like, you're going to play now. Yeah. And, so, and we were national champions. <laughs> yeah. So everything so was everybody good. Was. Every, everything was. Everything was. wearing good. a Buckeye shirt. So there I was you good. go. Everybody's having a good time. It's like, so like literally we're on stage. We're tuned up. Lights are out. We're getting ready to go on. And he looks at us and says, guys. Let's do a set of all Beatles songs. I don't want to play any of those songs in rehearse. And I had to go over to him again. That's why I, that's why I feel chips enough. I had to kind of go get up a little bit in his face. And I said, hey, man, we're playing these songs that are taped to that monitor right there. And we're going to play them in order. And you are not going to change it. And he was like, whatever. So we played them. And then he ended up like, he threw us a, a curveball. He, he had to be done. He had to go get some yeah. rules. Oh, absolutely. He went in to Stand By Me, which is... You know, uh, John Lennon does a version For of sure, it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And Mickey Gilly does a great version of what's it, too. What's the original? But it's Benny King. Benny King, that's right. Yeah. So he did it, and like we, he just goes into it. He's like, I dedicate this one to Joni. And like he starts playing it. And like Scott, our, I didn't know it. I'm on bass. I didn't know it. And I'm like, uh, a Scott, our guitar player, he kind of picks it out, and he's like, he yells it to me what the chords were. So we play it. I know how to harmonize. So we play it, and I kind of look at the drummer. It's like, come in here. So he comes in, you know, and so I was like, so we started, it actually sounded good. I, I <laughs> so. loved it. It was, it was really, for an Enough's Enough fan, it was one of the most memorable things. And and, awesome. and that's something I will have over any of the people that saw those early shows in Chicago. This was epic, man. So, so it goes to the end of the well, show. Well, I'm just, yeah, the ending. Yeah, and the if, ending was, we, end, we were ending with No Matter What, the Bad Figures song. <laughs> That was the song we were going to end with. We'd already rehearsed it. Oh, we we played ever. it. At that point, I had switched over with our, our, rhythm, our rhythm guitar player, Jamie, and I'm not on bass anymore. I'm on guitar because in the vague we played it, I played it on guitar. So we're playing this song, and I didn't see it. I did not there see There was a what fight happened. brewing in the front row. Was there? Yes, there was a little something. There was Donnie kept bumping this guy that was in the front row, and okay, it was just getting something, really something tense. Something was going on. I don't know because at that point, I'm looking down on my guitar. I'm having a good time jamming. We get to the song. It's the very end of the song, and I'm holding my getting feedback and holding guitar against the amp and getting feedback and waiting to hear the final. Dunt. Mm -hmm. And right. so I'm holding yeah, yeah, it. And I'm yeah, looking yeah. down. I totally didn't see what was going on stage. I was looking at my amp and I'm holding a guitar. And then I don't hear, I just hear like a crash, boom, bang. <laughs> Donnie fell right into the drum set, dude. <laughs> and, and he fell so hard or jumped or however you want to do it that the ride symbol ended up the bail of it. Yeah. Flipped out the other way. It, it he, was and amazing. our drummer was, he's Chris now, the bass player for Radio Tramps. He oh, cool. I was, love those guys. He was, I mean, he practically kicked him off his cymbal, and he was mad. Yeah. Uh, he was. Donnie he, passed he out. Donnie. Into, Donnie oh, kind of passed out into yeah. the drum kit, man. And I was just like, and I remember, it was, and, and our good friend Dan Orr, we're there. Dan Orr, I love Dan. And, and I was just like, he goes, dude, he goes. This you have to be in heaven right now. I go. This was the most amazing it was, it was thing I've ever show. seen in my life. I've seen Donnie sing. I've we've done and I've seen a two-hour set when he wanted to. You know, it's usually the seventy-minute set. 
But I've seen it. I've I've seen them in Chicago. I've seen. I, I've done it. I've yeah. been there, done that. But when they played with the bag, and Donnie was awesome. so effed up that he just passed out into the drum kit. He was almost getting into a fight with the guy. In the front. It, it was a very that. weird night. It, it was, was a weird. I will never ever forget that. That was uh, an absolute uh, iconic night. Yeah, an iconic and, night. And it's funny because I don't know how many people were there. I know a lot of my friends were making their way over to the bar after the game ended. And so a lot of people didn't come in. They only seemed to see that. So yeah. when people talk to me about that show, they always go, man, that guy crashed in a drum kit, man. <laughs> they didn't even know who it was. was. Awesome. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was It was. It was, trust me. I, I'll never. It was one of the most memorable so, shows so ever, So needless Chuck. to say, after the whole wrangling man for 3D, I, I sympathized with Chip. And, and, mm-hmm. and Chip was always, you know, Chip was always a good guy. And I remember, like, Love telling him, Scott, man. I was like, God, man. Be careful who your idols are, because I never really kind of felt the same about Donnie after. How I, could you? I like him, but I was like, oh man, it was so like it was like you know, it was like chasing herding cats, and I was just like, I understand what Chip goes through now. I got a lot more respect for Chip than I do for Donnie. I love Donnie; he's a great songwriter, great singer. But man, right on. Chip's got a rainy, rainy man, and it's just it's it's a different whole different ball game. But I had I only had three days of it. I was like, I'm done. We're not going to be. I don't care if they offer it to us. We're not going to be no solo. Band. No solo. They weren't going to offer it to us anyway. It was a it was a whole character that was done. But I was just like, I don't want to even be that legendary. Absolutely. <laughs> and then like legendary. two weeks later, he's he was back with enough enough. Yeah. Like he, now they are they are they are they are, now broke up again. Up now, they are yeah. split up again. And Chip is fronting the band. And Donnie, who who I who I'm friends with on Facebook, and and I pray that it keeps going this way. Yeah, he's got sounds good like, stuff coming. Sounds out, man. like he sounds like he's clean. Sounds like everything's good. Yeah. And um and, and that's the best Donnie. Yeah. He, that, man, oh man. Donnie's a good when guy. He's sharp, when he's, when he's sharp. When he's when he's dialed in and sober and clean, he is he, absolutely. Yeah. One of the best yeah. songwriters. That voice is phenomenal. He is. He is. Yeah. And he's he's had. You know. He's you think had, we'll ever see him again? You think him and uh, Chip will do something again? You know, never say never. I mean, you know, you just, you never know about people and their. I, I I think with Chip, it's like, look, I gotta I gotta keep doing my thing, man. Um, let, let's let's think about some of these some of these great songs. Yes. Uh, you brought up "Baby Loves You." "Baby Loves You" is a great That's one. That's off the Strength album. Yeah. Um, you know, I never I never they got. The, uh, the sad thing about Enough's Enough is, you know, they came in on the tail end of the whole makeup thing. Yeah, man. And they got, I, I think a lot of people hear with their uh, uh, eyes instead of their ears. And so, like, I'll play this for some some friends, and they're like, oh, I don't hear the Beatles influence at all. And I'm like, you got to be kidding me. Really? But then I had a, my, my friend who plays bass. He's a huge Beatles guy. He actually told me um, about Time to Let You Go. He said, man, I used to play Time to Let You Go back when it came out because and he's this guy's. Do you know what Chip says about that song? What? He said that they were actually going to try, and I want to believe that they were going to try and get McCartney. Because they were still they were still on a big label there. Yeah, I could see that. They were still on a big label there, and you know, that was the talk that they were going to try and get McCartney to perform on that one. Nice. Uh, On the strength album, and my all-time favorite Enough's Enough song is Blue Island. Oh, it's, it's Blue, yeah, Blue Island okay, is my yeah. favorite. That's my favorite. That and, is your very, I, you know, Goodbye. Uh, um, Goodbye came out, um, I was in Oni at the time, and our guitar player, Mickey, who's passed away now, he was going through this relationship, and when I heard the song, I was like, Mick, this is you and Marcy's relationship. It's it's to a T. I was like, you got to listen to it. And I was like practically in tears, like playing in this song, because he was going through t- such a t- tough time with his wife at the time. They were kind of splitting up, and I was just like, 
you got to hear this song, man. But, ah, oh, man, their albums, they got so many good I'm songs. I'm with you, bro. They I'm with you. Uh, just quick little thing. She Wants More. Have you ever really listened to it, um, like, on a stereo? They do on She Wants More on the first record, the old school Beatle-type recording. If you listen to it, on the left side, it's bass and drums and oh, vocals. Oh, cool. I'll have to do that. During the verses. And on the right side is guitar and vocals. That's why I lean on you, Chuck So that's, that's the Beatles thing. And the only reason why I found out is when that album came out, I had a tape player that lost one half of its head. <laughs> yeah. Oh, wow. And so right, I'm right, like right. driving along going, why am I only hearing like bass and drums and vocals? Check it out. It's only during the verses. She wants more. When they get in the chorus, they they, they, they spread the band back out. But um, it's cool. It's a little cool little recording technique. Very Beatlesque, Sergeant Pepper-esque type deal. But yeah. Awesome. Well, I'm <laughs> glad we got to, to talk about some of the songs off of this record, the first record, uh, the self-titled 1989. But I did want to make sure that I threw some stuff out from Strength because uh, Strength is <sighs> is one of my, my, my favorite albums Strength of all time. Strength is good. And it that is was, so I was going good. through a tough breakup. And I went back in college, you know, before I met my wife, and I and I uh, and I and I pulled uh, Strength out. And Strength is just one of those records that always has a special special spot for me, man. Animals with inte- which human intelligence. That was when they did the Letterman oh, appearance. They did uh, a yes. Letterman appearance, and they did uh, Superstitious, right? Yep. Yeah, and I love One Step Closer to You. I love that song. It's a great song. They got oh, you brought all the CDs, man. These are all got good right? songs. Look at this. Uh, 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 <laughs> day by Day, very cheap trick is off 1985. Well, they were their cheap trick. On their sleeves, man. Oh, these yes. are these are Chicago boys. You got to remember that. Oh, they love Cheap Trick and Heroin. The song from uh, Tweak. That was the first. It's a uh, dark record. That was a dark it was, record. It was the first Chip song he sang. It was about you know his buddy uh, yeah. having a hard time. Man, I love all these records. I, I, I they're all to I know, me. And, and and the Chip and Donnie record was seven. It was originally called Chip and Donnie. Yeah, I had that version of it when it came out, and it was such a Bragger. change. But it was in the nineties. Yeah, and it was a great change. This is such a great record, man. It is really uh, it's, good. It, it's it's called Seven now. They kind of, uh, but yeah, it's it's oh man. You got to get it. Oh, we're just two enough enough I'm fans. I'm sorry, Greg. We just love them. We're just going they, back and forth. Folks, do I'm yourself a favor. I'm looking at my Spotify account. Go I don't on know Spotify. CDs. The Greg what Young are CDs? Guy. Right? Yeah, he doesn't know CDs. He doesn't know albums. He doesn't know old school tapes. Alexa, play Spotify. enough's enough. Alexa, play. yeah, there you go. Hey, but remember, don't play the hits. And remember, guys, that the Spotify playlist, it is a nice accompaniment to vinyl analysis episodes, and you can search for Archie Vinyl Analysis. Look at that. You guys have got big time Chuck, in the I don't past year. Honestly, I know. You, you got sponsors. You guys got all new clothes here. I know. <laughs> with Final Analysis t-shirts. When am I getting one? We'll get you one, Chuck. Uh, musician Chuck Oni. Chuck. Hey, wait, wait, wait. We didn't talk about the beer. Well, we, I picked 420 just because Chip's a, he likes to smoke. So <laughs> and, I figured and, that would be a good and one. And he right? likes yeah. instruments from Sweetwater Music Store. There Sweetwater 420, extra pale ale. Oh. Try it, folks. Oh, good stuff. <laughs> uh, Chuck Oni, you're one of my favorites, man. I tell you this all the time, but it's the honest to God's truth. Thank you for having me. Right on, brother. Hey, for producer Greg Hansberry, I am Arch Madness, and this has been Vinyl Analysis. Stay frosty. There's no party like a Chips Enough party.